This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I loved particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to being home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by the Blessed and Bossed Up Society. If you've ever felt alone in your journey and wanted to be around women who get it, women who love God and are about their business, Blessed and Bossed Up Society is for you. This membership community gives you a ton of resources from myself as well as outside experts to help you grow in your faith and your business. To learn more, visit www.blessedandbossedup.com slash community. Again, that's blessedandbossedup.com slash community. Let's start the show. Work hard for what you want in life. You work hard for what you want in life. That, that, that your word is your bond, that you do what you say you're going to do. That your word is your bond, and you do what you say. That you treat people with dignity and respect. That you treat, 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 treat people with respect. Reach of your dreams and your willingness to work hard. The strength of your dreams and your willingness to work for them. Welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This is actually our 100th episode. I know y'all are probably like, where is this girl getting these sound effects from? But I had to find something that just expressed the excitement of this being the 100th episode. Um, I think it's just a testament to consistency. We've actually, since starting this podcast, January 2nd, 2017 was the first episode. And in a couple months, we're going to be um, celebrating two years. But since January 2nd, 2017, every single week, there has been an episode. It hasn't been any bye weeks. It hasn't been any time away, any new seasons. Every single week when I started this podcast, I was saying that, this has to be something that's consistent because to be honest, in today's world, not a lot of people are consistent. So I knew I'm dropping my phone. I just knew that if I was going to commit to doing a podcast and I was going to commit to doing the podcast and it had to be done every single week. So I'm just excited that we're at episode 100. This is a milestone episode. 
in the last 100 episodes, I mean, the audience has grown tremendously. We're almost at a million downloads at this point, um, almost at a million streams. We, our audience is just continuously growing. The content is continuously getting better. And I'm just excited to be celebrating this milestone of the show. So today I thought it would be appropriate to really dive into some questions. I have a lot of questions that um, I haven't been able to answer. So I do want to spend the majority of the episode doing that. But before I get there, something has really been on my heart, especially as I've been just reflecting over the past almost two years of doing this podcast. And um, what's really been on my heart is the importance for everybody that's listening to me for you to really embrace your voice. And in today's world, we, a lot of people are like, how do I, well, why should I start this business when it seems like everybody is doing that? Or it seems like everybody's a business coach. Everybody has a podcast. Everybody's doing this. Everybody's doing that. I don't think that I should be doing it. And I think that just shows that those statements show a lack of confidence in your unique voice. So after you've already dealt with the stuff like the your unique selling proposition and dealt with, you know, making sure this is a God business and all of that, you have to develop the confidence in embracing your own voice. And for me, as I think back on these last 100 episodes, I wasn't embracing my voice when I first created the podcast. I did a lot of things out of fear and brokenness. And I feel like God could have used me a lot sooner had I not been operating out of that space. And it's great because everything works out for our good. And I'm excited to have made those mistakes because I'm able to identify them so that I don't do them again. But I'm sharing it with you guys so that you don't make the same mistakes or or not. Yeah, the same mistakes that I did. So when I think about the beginning of the show, when I started the show, I knew I wanted it to be an episode of substance. I mean, a podcast of substance. But my problem was I didn't see the substance in my own voice. And that led to a few months of after doing a few months after launching the podcast, God speaking to me about doing it by myself and things like that and having to go through the rebrand and everything. I might not have even had to do that had I not listened to God in the beginning or sought God in the beginning to figure out what the podcast needed to be about, but also embraced my voice and my own unique perspective. I didn't do that. And even if, as I listened back to the episodes prior to the switch, it it was a level of frustration. I can hear it. When, I mean, I know myself, so I can hear it in my voice when I'm listening to the podcast. My fiance and, that's, and I have talked about like the difference between blessed and bossed up and black girl boss and a difference in me between the two. And I think for me, I, I was outgrowing what I created so fast because I wasn't embracing my voice because I felt I felt like my perspective didn't matter or my perspective or the way I like to look at things beyond the surface level. I felt like it wasn't valuable because I was so busy trying to compare this, this podcast to what everybody else was doing. So for some of you guys, the what's really holding you back from getting your platforms to the level you want to get it to is the fact that you aren't embracing your voice. You're a compilation of everybody you admire as opposed to embracing your unique perspective. And now that I'm actually 
and we actually me and Jessica talked about this last week, the importance of staying focused on what you're doing and not everybody else. Because with Jessica, she's been so focused on what God wants her to do. She's just constantly leveled up and leveled up in a lane of her own. And so for me, there may be a lot of people with podcasts, but they're not there's not another Tatum. There's not another you. There's not another whomever, you know, so my voice is important. My perspective is important. There are going to be things that I say that will reach people that other people may not be able to reach. There are going to be things that other people say that they're able to reach people that I'm not able to reach. So all of our voices are important. This world is huge. You know, there are billions and billions of people in this world. So it's never a, everybody is doing anything. It's when are you going to tap into your unique perspective and embrace what God is putting on the inside of you. And a lot of people, you may feel like you're different. You may feel like um, because you're different, nobody's going to understand you, but you were made unique for a reason. And we got to not let the enemy make us feel like our voice or our perspective is invaluable. Because if I would have stayed in that space, if I would have not fought through that, this would have still been the Black Girl Boss podcast. It probably wouldn't have been as impactful as it is now. And I know I talk about the numbers, but it's not about the amount of listeners and the amount of downloads. It's about the amount of souls that are being one for the kingdom. It's about the amount of people who are experiencing breakthroughs as a result of me using my voice, the amount of people who I spoke the other day at the for visionaries only retreat retreat in Georgia I walk into a room and the majority of the people in there listen to this show the majority of the people in there are there because they want to meet me because of what I've done in their lives as a result of this show that's a humbling experience and it really makes me think like dang what if I would have not embraced my voice what if I would have kept on with kept on operating out of my brokenness as opposed to operating in the strength and the wisdom and the pers- the unique perspective that God put on the inside of me. So there are some of you guys who are listening to this and you're struggling with coming up with your marketing strategies or your plans or whatever for 2019 when all you really need to do, the only thing that's stopping you from getting to from where you are to where you want to be is embracing your voice. We talk about confidence a lot, especially entrepreneurship. Somebody's always talking about mindset and confidence. Confidence will really destroy your business if you don't tap in. A lack of confidence will really destroy your brand and your business if you don't tap in to that unique perspective and be confident in it. When over the last year, I think this 2018 for me has been a very, it's been a wilderness season. This has been my season of, I like to compare it to David. When Samuel uh, told David that he was going to be king, David didn't take the throne right then and there. David had to go through a character building season. He had to kill a lion and a bear in his backyard before he actually defeated Goliath. He had to deal with Saul trying to kill him. He knew he was king all the time. He had to deal with hiding in a cave from Saul, who's trying to, who was the king who's trying to kill him, knowing that he was the king all along. He had to do all these things to build up his character. To, to, he had to deal with this wilderness season. So for me, I feel like 2018 has been a wilderness season for me, and now I'm finally coming out of it. But I remember in my prayer time, just really asking God, God, why do I have to go through all of this? You can go back and listen to some episodes where I was like, you know what, y'all, I'm preaching to the choir. Like, I'm going through everything I'm talking to you uh, about right now. And it's hard. 
this is how I'm able to get from today to tomorrow, but keep praying for me. Like I forgot the names of those episodes, but I've been very vocal about this wilderness season. And so in those, those dark moments, I'm like, God, I decided to surrender to you. And this is what you got for me. You know, I just, I decided to embrace my voice. I decided to, to live my life for you. I decided to make my business all about you. I did everything you said. And, and this is what I got to deal with. It seemed like things got worse. The second I say yes to you, it seems like things got worse. Why? And, and God began to really share with me in those dark moments, like Tatum, the reason why you have to go through this wilderness season, the reason why you have to go through these things is for me to show you who you are, for me to show you how strong you are, for me to build you up so that when I put you in these high places, they won't be able to tell you who you are. So when people are trying to pick you apart, they won't be able to affect you because you know who you are because you've been through this. So when it's time to fight Goliath, that's nothing because you don't already killed the lion and the bear. You got they, they, their paw and their head on the, on the shelf as trophies because you know who you are. You know what you're capable of. You know whose you are and you know um, the magnitude of what your life means. So for me, once I began to understand like, OK, God, I get it. This is my wilderness season. You're perfecting all things concerning me. It's difficult. I cry every single day, but you know what? I'm going to keep fighting through. So I don't know for why I'm going this far, but for any of you guys who may be feeling like, dang, I started surrendering to God and this is what I get, you still have to push through. And uh, uh, as I was kind of praying about the the retreat that I spoke at, God was just showing me like a lot of people are so worried about step 10. They don't even be obedient in step one. Or a lot of you guys think, try to think so far ahead or try to uh, figure out or conjure up a story in your mind about what or how God is going to do something. You can't even get past where you are right now. And the scripture that always comes to mind is in, in the Bible. I think it's in Matthew. It talks about don't worry about tomorrow. Today has enough trouble of its own. And so a lot of you guys are, are making this wilderness season worse for yourself because you're so worried about tomorrow and next week. How are my bills going to get paid? If I leave my job, what about my health insurance? What is going to happen with this? What's going to happen with that? What's going to happen if my client doesn't pay on time? You're having all of these. You're worried so much about tomorrow when you just need to worry about today. You just need to worry about seeking God for today and resting in God's promises today. And then tomorrow you can worry. You can deal with tomorrow when tomorrow gets here. But today, praise God for where you are. Thank him for what he said. He said he's going to provide for you. So thank him in advance for that and only worry about today. But back to the the main point of what this little rant of mine is you have to embrace your voice. Because there are people who need you like somebody I get asked this question all the time about how am I why am I able or why am I or how am I able to be so transparent and it's like I have to be. Because it's too many Christians trying to make it seem like this is easy. It's too many entrepreneurs trying to make it seem like it's something that they did that makes them successful. But I'm going to tell you straight up, everything that you see come from me, every good thing, every blessing, every increase, every platform is 100% because of God. It's never because of me. All I did was say yes. All I did was weather the storms. All I did was defeat the bear when it came. All I did was defeat the lion when it came. All I did was stay 
positioned under God. All I did was cry out to God. All I did was make sure that I put God above all and then God did everything else for me. That's it. But you have to, I don't know why I hate when I go off on rants, but the reason why I pray is so God can it can kind of have his way with this show because only he knows what every single person who listens to this needs. But going back to the main topic is you have to embrace your voice. Don't let anybody tell you that your perspective doesn't matter. Don't be afraid to stand on what you believe in. It's easy to be transparent when you're when you're honest about where you are and who you are. So for me, building a a brand is easy. You're keeping up with my brand is easy because my brand is nothing but a reflection of who I really am. I'm the same in person. I'm the same on this podcast. I'm the same when ain't nobody paying attention to me. When God elevates me the way he's about to, I'm going to be the same person I was when nobody knew who I was. But I had to get to the point where I really embraced and fell in love with who God created me to be. My favorite scripture is Jeremiah 1 and 5. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I set you apart. I called you a prophet to the nations. And when I read that, I said, you know what, God? I surrender to what that is for me. So you said before you formed me in my mother's womb, you knew me. So I want to live my life based off of that blueprint. And with that comes a lot of trials, comes a lot of breaking down and all of this that we've talked about over the last few months. But the result of all of that is embracing my voice and embracing what I have to say and the the impact and the value that I bring to the world. So some of y'all need to stop working on your 2019 business plan and start working on you. Start working on healing those areas of brokenness. Start working on figuring out why am I afraid to embrace my voice. Start trying to figure out why am I just like regurgitating everything somebody else says. Why am I just a melting pot of all of my favorite influencers as opposed to standing true to who I am in my unique perspective and the value that I bring to the world. So again, as I reflect on these last 100 episodes and kind of listen back to Black Girl Boss and Blessed and Bossed Up and even the first few months of this year when I was making that transition, the key key differentiator between all of that is me embracing my voice. The reason I believe that God now is accelerating me the way that he is and how I have so many opportunities that I don't ask for, I don't go applying for speaking engagements like that. I don't go reaching out to people like that. God makes seats at the table for me. And my job is to just be obedient in what he says. But the but as I listen to the confidence that I speak of now, as opposed to before, the main difference was being able to really embrace my voice. And I and a lot of you guys are waiting. And I'm not saying wait until you are 100% healed or whole to start speaking because I think there's a there's a lot of value in the journey of growth as well but I just want to encourage you to really embrace your voice to really find that confidence to find that swag so that when you walk into the room you know exactly who you are so you can turn down million dollar opportunities because they don't serve what God has put on the inside of you So I'm going to go ahead and put a pin in that right here because I did want to answer some questions for this episode. Um, Before we get into the questions, I got a couple church announcements. I'm going to be preaching you guys for the very first time. This podcast kind of is like preaching every week, but for the first time, I'm going to be standing in a pulpit at my church, giving the word on a Sunday 
And I told you guys, God was moving me into ministry. So when I was asked to do this, I said yes, as a way to be obedient to what God is doing in my life. So I would love for you guys to come. That's the reason I'm saying this on here. I would love for you guys to come if you're in the D.C. area or if you want to travel to the D.C. area. I will be so grateful to have you I'm speaking this Sunday, November 25th at Liberty Christian Church, which is in Oxon Hill, Maryland at um, 10 o'clock a.m. I'm going to put the details in the show notes. Um, if you need the address, just Google Oxen Hill High School. That's where it is. So I'm going to be, it's Millennial Sunday this Sunday. So my fiance BJ is actually going to be doing tithes and offerings. So I'm excited to see him in the pulpit because I know God has just uh, his hand on his life as well. So um, yeah, he's going to be doing tithes and offering. I'm going to be giving the word. So I would love for you guys to come and hear me. I'm very excited. I'm extremely excited um, about this opportunity. I feel just differently about this than I do anything else because it's just a different feeling to be in God's house and to have the privilege to speak to his people. So I would love for you guys to come. Um, Y'all are going to hear the ads, but I would love for you to join the Blessed and Bossed Up community. This is a VIP community. Um, It's a membership community where I really am going to pour all of my energy into everybody in that community. I, I want to help develop them into being every single thing that God put on the inside of them. I want to help bring that out of you. So I would love to have you as a part of that community. I'm in the agile here, like everything that's included, but there's so much more that we're going to be doing that I don't even list. So if you're looking for a community of like-minded women who get it, if you want to be mentored by me, a lot of people ask about that. Um, the only way I'm doing any type of mentorship or anything like that is going to be through this group. Um, so yeah, join that. And what else? It was one more little church announcement I had. Oh, the audience survey. I fixed the link. The link was a little bit jacked up. So I fixed the link. The link is in the show notes. Please fill out the audience survey so we can get a good feel. Um, I'm actually, I told you guys I'm going on tour in 20. 19? Yeah, I'm going on tour next year. I can't think. I'm going on tour next year. And so fill out that survey so I can have the most accurate account for where all of my listeners are so I can make sure I'm going to the right places. Um, So that's it. Take a quick break and I'll be back to answer questions. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed and Bossed Up Society, the first ever online community that provides you with the tools and resources you need to grow your faith and your business. If you've ever felt alone in your journey and wanted to be around women who get it, women who love God and are about their business, then Blessed and Bossed Up Society is for you. Each month, we have a different series topic consisting of two live sessions, one about faith and one about business. We also have weekly prayer calls, devotionals, quarterly challenges, corporate fasts, and my favorite, accountability to getting everything done. Each month, we will have expert guests come in to conduct our business masterclass. And I'm bringing in people that you will have to pay over 10 times the price of your membership to even have a conversation with them. Some of our topics include going from employee to full-time entrepreneur, how to diversify your revenue stream so that you're making money in your sleep, how to balance it all without becoming overwhelmed, and so, so, so many more amazing topics. Registration opens November 23rd, a.k.a. Black Friday. To learn more and to be added to the wait list, visit blessedandbossedup.com community. The link is in the show notes as well. Let's get back to the show. 
Okay, let's answer some questions. If you want to submit a question to be answered on the show, you can DM me at Tatum Tamia, T-A-T-U-M-T-E-M-I-A on Instagram, or you can send me an email at Tatum at TatumTamia.com. So this question says, I listened to your recent podcast and wanted to know how you managed your sanity when you quit your job. I recently left slash lost my job. My contract was up and both my manager and I knew it was not the position I was thriving in and she was very supportive. So I'm taking it as a pause and my leap of faith to get me on God's path. God has definitely been moving and connecting me to people. My interest is investments and property like real estate investments, but the not knowing what move I am to make is the hard part. I'm currently in a fast with my church but I know I'm getting impatient and need to just relax and trust him and she said it's only been a week and I'm already applying for jobs so to answer the main question um, I managed my sanity when I quit my job by taking things day by day and I really I touched on this a little bit earlier in the podcast episode but um, I mentioned the scripture about don't worry about tomorrow because today has enough trouble of its own and I really took that scripture to heart not only this year but last year when I left my job and so I I really prioritized working on the things that I knew that I needed to improve that God didn't have to tell me I needed to improve on so for example I knew I needed to improve with my time management skills so I worked on creating a set schedule for myself and sticking to it I busied myself with really getting to know God so reading that book like fervent that I always mentioned um, I read I really did a deep dive into that book during that time of leaving my job And then after diving into that book, I applied a lot of the things that she was talking about. So she talked about praying strategically. So I spent a lot of time in my, that's when I first started in my prayer closet, um, expanding on my journal, which I had already been doing up until that point. But I really busied myself with improving the areas and preparing in the areas that I knew I needed to improve in while I waited for God to kind of send me the next thing. And so, um, In addition to that, though, my faith was increased as I got to learn more about God and I got to work on myself. So that's how I managed my sanity. I took it one day at a time and I busied myself with the things that God didn't have to tell me. Common sense will tell me that I needed to be better with. But for you, something that you said was that you were fasting with your church. But um, you said you're currently on a fast with your church, but you're getting impatient. So here's the thing about fasting that I want everybody who's listening to understand If you're not feeding, the purpose of fasting is to deny your flesh, feed your spirit. If you're if you're denying your flesh and not feeding your spirit, you're simply just depriving or starving yourself. Fasting is incomplete if you're not feeding your spirit. So if you're fasting from something and you're not spiritually, if you're not filling yourself up spiritually and spending that time with God and all of those things, then you're wasting your time. So for you, something obviously is missing if you're fasting and worrying. So you really have to to really surrender everything that you're worrying about to God and spend that time in your fasting time. So let's say you're worried about um, not knowing what move to make is the hard part for you. So clarity is something you're looking for. You're seeking to hear from God. So if I was you, I would really dive into the Bible and read different stories about people who are in the same position that you were in. And so a lot of people might say, well, how do I find those? Just Google them. People in the Bible who were looking for clarity, <laughs> find the scriptures and then open up your Bible and dive deep into them. Um, spend that time in prayer. Learn sp- Spend that time figuring out how to hear from God for yourself. All these things things like God isn't a genie like we can't just say okay I'm fasting so now everything's going to be perfect or I took my leap of faith and now um 
I'm God is supposed to just I'm supposed to just do this thing. And then God is supposed to poof, give me everything that I want. So really take this time to do a deep dive and fall in love with him and get to know him and, and um, use the scripture because the one sure way that God speaks to everybody is through his word. So you need to open up the word and figure out what God says about the things that you're struggling with. And through that, you'll be able to find the clarity that you're looking for, but also pay attention to your actions. I talked about this and the, um, my speech the other day, your actions have to align up with what you say. So if you're saying that you're taking a leap of faith, but you're applying for jobs, something doesn't add up. Where's your faith? So work on increasing that faith because obviously it's lacking if you're looking for jobs and not relying on God. If you feel like this is the season that God has you in, I know for me, when I left my job, I made the same mistake. I thought that because God told me, I heard clearly from God that it was time for me to leave my job. Then that meant that I was going to be so successful. But when rea- in reality, God wanted my attention. He wanted to take that time to for me to fall in love with him. And once I did that, he started giving me instructions. And I had to say yes, even when it didn't make sense. And as I kept saying yes, it started to make a little bit more sense here and there. So again, really take this time to busy yourself improving in the areas that you need to improve and figuring out how you can prepare for the things you're believing in God for. But then also take this time to dive deep into his word and see what he says and truly fall in love with him so that your faith can be increased. Otherwise, you're going to apply for the job and then you're going to be sitting at this nine to five again, unfulfilled, not thriving. And it's going to be a continual cycle. If you fail the test, you're going to have to keep taking it. So you got to pass the test now. So you're not right in the same place you're at now a year from now. I'm the first to start a business in my family, so I don't really have all the good tips accessible. One, how did you determine your terms of contract before officially working with your clients? Two, what's the best way to receive payments? And three, what is the best method in determining if a person really needs your services? Is it discovery call or email? So first things first, we everybody's listening. We really got to watch the things that we say and really pay attention to how we're setting ourselves back by the way that we're thinking and the things that comes out of our mouth. So you said that I'm the first to start a business in my family so I don't really have all the the good tips to be the good tips accessible. It's 2018. We got the internet. You have all the good tips accessible. Just because somebody and your family hasn't started a business doesn't mean that you don't have access to the information. So you got to change your mindset first and not set yourself up or start this thing off in this kind of defeated mentality of I'm the first one to do this. So I don't, I don't even have everything that I need. Like, no, you're the first one to do this and you're going to find everything you need. So I'm glad you asked me the question, but do not get into your mind that you don't have the the things that are accessible because you do. We all do. So to answer your first question, how do you determine the terms of contracts before working with your clients? First, I thought about who I wanted to work with. I thought about where they were when they came to me and where they needed to be when they're done in order to reach their goals. And I built a program that was based around that. So when it came, but not only that, I had to think about what I wanted. So I knew I had to have a certain price point because I give my all to stuff. 
And so I got to, when coming up with services, I have to make sure that I factor in the fact that I'm an overachiever in everything that I do. So I knew that I was going to give a lot of myself to my clients. So my pricing had to reflect that. They had to be paying for a lot of my time because that's what I was going to be giving them. So that was my first terms of contract was making sure that the compensation was accurate to what I was giving them and how much I was going to be pouring in. Um, also thinking about the time frame, that's another point of the contract. How long does it take them to reach this goal? Is it three months, six months, nine months, 12 months? How long does it take to get them from point A to point B? So after you figure that out, then you put that in the contract. Um, and then also just certain things to cover your butt, like confidentiality. So somebody's not stealing your whole program. Um, what else? Payment terms so that it's documented what the the compensation is, the method of payment, the consequences for if payment isn't made. So having all of that that stuff in there to make sure that you're getting your money. Um, but yeah, I took the I made sure that I covered myself and also covered them. So I put in the contract everything that they were going to be getting from me as well. So it's not just a one way thing. It's a mutually beneficial document. So, yeah, I took into consideration everything they was getting, uh, priced myself accordingly and just made sure all the legal stuff was there. I suggest if you're drafting a contract to seek a lawyer, because if hire somebody whose expertise is in that so that they can come up with a, a contract template for you with some general language um, that protects you and then you can alter it as needed based off your services and a particular client. Next, she said, was the best way to receive payments? Automate them joints. So I used... Um, uh, I use QuickBooks for a little bit and I also use FreshBooks. Um, I know a lot of people use PayPal. I didn't like to send invoices. I like to set things up for automatic payment because you you're putting you have a lot of time being wasted if you're sending people invoices. Then you got to create more terms in your contract for how long they have to pay the invoice and all of that. It's just a lot more convenient um, for it to be set up as an automatic payment. And then for me, I knew that I was going to get paid on, let's say, the 1st and the 15th from my clients because this is when they were set up for their automatic payment to go through. So, yeah, receive payments, receive payments electronically. And if, if you have like ongoing services, then have it set up automated. And the last thing is, what's the best method in determining if a person really needs your services, discovery call or email? I always think I always suggest discovery call because it's a way for you to talk to the person and a discovery call is a sales call. So you should really um, be able to talk to them and understand where their business is. If you're a good fit for each other, make sure you're asking the right questions because it's, you shouldn't just bring them on as a client because they want to be, but you got to, you want to actually hire good clients. And I like to use Raven as an example. She hires good clients or, or she makes sure that she accepts, I mean, good clients. So you have people like me, like Jessica, who like Nicole, who was interviewed on this show, who have, who are all walking testimonies to, um, having a benefit from her program, but we were good clients too. The reason why we're at where we are is because we took advantage of everything that she had to offer and we didn't just expect her to make us successful. We put the work in for ourselves and we were good clients. And um, I believe having that conversation, one is personable so people can actually get to know the person that they're going to be giving their money to, but also for you to be able to fill people out to see if they're going to be a good client for your business. The next question says, hi, Tatum, just wanted to tell you how grateful I am that God placed your podcast in my life. So I have 
implemented a lot of your suggestions. I've always been close to God and went to church, paid tithes, etc. But I'm desiring a closer relationship to really hear from God about my business and my nine to five and my husband's business. I listen to you and Jess. And my question is, when you're spending hours of quality time with God, exactly what are you doing? I want to increase my time, but I don't know what to do. Like, are you reading the word, praying, etc., or just sitting and trying to hear from him? Great question. So thank you so much for all of your kind words. Um, when I spend time, especially long periods of time with God, I do a, a few things. First, I listen to praise and worship, usually the blessed and bossed up playlist. Um, and I listen to praise and, praise and worship music and I just sing my heart out and really just praise God and thank him for everything that he's done in my life, everything he's brought me through, all of the things that seem insignificant to others, but mean so much to me. So I really spend a lot of times, a lot of time in just gratitude, singing songs. I might just be praying out loud, speaking in tongues and really just pouring out my heart and sh- and just talking to God about how grateful I am for him. Um, I do also always have my journal with me. So um, I will take some time after I finish pouring my heart out, I will sit there and I'll just be like, speak, Lord, your humble servant is listening. What do you need from me? And I ask a lot of open-ended questions when I talk to God. And so when that happens, I just, anything that comes to my mind, I write it down. And the importance, what, what helps me really be able to receive so much from God is because I spend so much time in that place of gratitude and pouring my heart out. So it by doing that, I really silence all of the internal noise. So whatever I may be thinking about, worrying about, maybe what in planning school, whatever, what's next. I may have all these things on my mind, but by really just pouring my heart out to God and thanking him and really worshiping him. It silences all of that on the inside of me and it, and it prepares me to be able to really hear from him. And so after I do that, I just sit and I ask God to speak to me. I usually write down questions too that I have for God. Like one of my questions is like, um, what, what am I going to be doing in 2019? Like, what do you, what do you need from me? Or whatever my questions may be at that time, I usually write them in my journal Um, So even if I'm not spending time with God, when I write it down, then when I do go in my prayer closet and spend time with God, I'll go back to those questions. Um, But but yeah, so then I ask him to just speak to me after my praise and worship. I write down anything. If I have any questions that I that have been in my journal that I wanted to ask, I'll ask those and just wait for my um, wait for the response from him. I also pray a lot for other people. My time with God is not selfish at all. I spend a lot of time intercessing on other people's behalf. Um, And then also I do ask like people close to me if they have prayer requests. So for me, the month of December is going to be a month of really resting. It's one of the things God shared with me that I needed to rest in the month of December. And so the next couple of weeks, I'm really like preparing. So my devotional is going to be out in the next couple of weeks. I'm launching this community on Black Friday And um, yeah, so I'm really going to be resting. And so one of the things I ask like the people that's close to me is if they have prayer requests. So while I'm in my prayer closet, I'm really praying on behalf of other people. And I usually hear from God for other people a lot. So I write down whatever I hear from God for others. And then when I'm done, I'll like send out text messages and stuff. But usually because I, I, my time with God isn't selfish and I do pray so much for others, he starts to then tell me more about myself. 
Um, so yeah, I, I spend a lot of time praying for other people. I do also, um, open up my Bible and dive into a new chapter or new book I've been reading lately about Nehemiah. And so I, as I'm reading about Nehemiah and just learning about him, I'm like, wow. Then I start talking to God some more, like, God, can you give me the leadership skills that Nehemiah had? Like he went, he went to build that, um, he went to build that temple and just had everybody on like clockwork. He had people praying while they was building. He went to the plate, like he had all of this stuff going on. So I, I do dive into new stories in the Bible. And then I, I talk to God about those, or if I need clarity, like, God, what's up with that? Like, why did this happen? Or why did that happen? And I just sit and I talk to God as if he was sitting right next to me because he is there because one, I ushered his spirit there by praise and worship. Um, but also because he is always with us. So yeah, I sit there and I talk to God, like I was talking to anybody else, but I definitely do read his word. Um, but praise and worship is probably 50% of the time that I spend with God. It just puts me in a whole different place. And then another 40% is me list just sitting in silence and listening and then the rest of the time is reading um different things in the bible uh, and things like that a lot of not every time I spend time with God is that long (laughs) um but there are times where I feel like I haven't spent enough time with God so I may have did praise and worship one morning or I may have read a couple scriptures in my bible but I'll have something in my spirit like I need to go just I need to go just sit in God's presence. And that's when I'll do like those extended periods of time in my prayer closet or like with December being my month of rest. That's when I'll probably spend extended periods of time. Also, excuse me, if you want to dig deeper with God, fasting is it really helps, especially with you and your husband. So me and my fiance actually just finished an eight day fast. And so how we did it was um, I would wake up early and I would kind of well, one First, we set our intentions. So I asked him, like, okay, what are you trying to get out this fast? And he told me and I wrote them down. Um, I told him what I was looking to get out of the fast and I sent it to him. So we will have like, you know, we will be on the same page about what we were praying for. And so I would wake up early and I would like read some things in my Bible. I watch a sermon and just really feed my spirit. And then before we broke fast at six o'clock, Um, We fasted from food. So before we broke fast at six o'clock, he called me um, and we would pray together over the phone because he was at work and things like that. So he would call and we would pray together over the phone before breaking fast. And so just doing that together, that was our first time doing that together. And y'all know I'm a definitely a faster. That's a huge part of my life. And so um, us doing that together, I feel like really brought us a lot closer and got a lot and we got a lot of clarity about what God has for us and things like that. So if you're really praying for your husband's business, then I ask that you guys come together, not just for his business, but for both of the things that you're praying in God for. I think y'all coming together and fasting and praying together will really bring a new sense of closeness, not only to each other, but between you guys and God. And then God will begin to deposit things into your husband to give to you and vice versa. So, yeah, that's a little insight on what I do. I do have a a prayer, I mean, a devotional coming out in the next couple of weeks. And and with the devotional, it gives you stuff to do. So just like with the prayer journal, it gives you stuff to do to help people who feel like, okay, I'm 
I don't know what to do as I'm as I'm journaling or whatever. The prompts in a prayer journal really help with that. And so with this devotional, um, this devotional is really going to help you spend time with God every single day and it gives you stuff to do. But yeah, if you have any follow up questions with anything I said, definitely reach out. I'm going to end there with the questions. Again, if you want your questions answered on the show, slide in my DMs at Tatum Tamia on Instagram, or you can send me an email, Tatum at TatumTamia.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. I got some fire interviews coming out in the next couple weeks. So y'all secure your edges because I have an interview coming out with Marlene Francois, who's a therapist. I've been meeting a lot of therapists lately. I met a couple at the For Visionaries Only retreat the other day. And I was like, oh, Marlene's interview is going to be perfect for them because she goes into detail about starting her own practice. And then I interview Raven. Y'all hear me talk about Raven. Y'all heard me and Jess talk about Raven. So Raven's interview is going to be coming out. She was on episode seven of black girl boss. And so now I want to pick up where we left off on that interview and really dive deep into some stuff about her business, about her walk with God, about her recent engagement. And I'm just hyped. That interview is going to be like top five. I say that probably about all of them, but that interview is definitely going to be top five. Marlene's interview is going to be top five, but yes, keep tuning in, rate the episode, share the episode. And if you want to purchase my book or anything like that, the link is in the show notes. They're all on Amazon. Join our community at blessedandbossedup.com slash community. And that's it. Talk to you guys next week. And I hope to see you guys this Sunday as I preach at Liberty Christian Church at 10 a.m. at Oxon Hill High School. I'll talk to you guys next week.